Welcome to Garage Conversations with Char, or GCC for short. My name is Charlene Brisbane, and this podcast is literally recorded in the garage of my home, located in the suburbs of Philadelphia. The intent of the discussions you will hear are to inform, engage, and inspire. You might even laugh a little too. Coming along for the ride will be my producer, editor, sort of co-host and favorite daughter. Well, she's actually my only daughter, Shelby Brisbane. So I urge you to grab your beverage of choice and snack if you desire, sit back and enjoy. Well, we're back with Garage Conversations with Char and Shelby doesn't have a drink today. So that really messes up our banter. Yeah, I don't have a drink today. I I have, I've mentioned Cider Boys. Again, they not, don't, they don't not sponsor sponsored. us. Not <laughs> sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Multiple times on this podcast, but I've, it's recording this at like one thirty, and I feel like that's just a little too early to have an alcoholic beverage, so that can wait. <laughs> okay. Well, that's always good. You're here, and then something from five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. We've now recorded at all times of day. I think. Seven or so tends to be our sweet spot, but I'm glad to be doing something at like one. The morning didn't work so well. I mean, we had to do it, but we seem to have a lot of pauses and interruptions. Like, this is pretty quiet today. Mm-hmm. It is It is Labor Day weekend. Maybe everybody's away. But I am really thrilled to introduce my cousin, Taisha McBride, today. And Taisha has done something which I think is pretty cool. She started a blog, uh, This Is Me. And I think it's just fabulous, just like she is. And so, you know, I always let people, you know, tell a little bit about themselves that you feel comfortable with, Taisha. And also, I also want you to tell us what a blog is, because, you know, there's some old school people who may not really know what a blog is, who may listen to this show. I'm hoping I'll get all generations and ages. So I'll hand it over to my lovely cousin, Taisha McBride. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I started this blog. Well, a blog is basically you talking about things from your point of view or telling some type of story or just kind of getting some feelings out that you may want to share with others that could help some people, you know, in the end. But um, I started the blog because on Facebook, I would just kind of post things and about the things, the different things that I've done or that I'm doing. And someone reached out to me and said, hey, you should really start your own face, your own web page or do some kind of YouTube channel. And I said, well, I don't want to be in front of a camera. <laughs> and I haven't, that wasn't the first time that I heard that. I heard that several times. And then I just kind of said, you know what? I always kind of like writing. And I just said, well, let's just start something. And so I just kind of started a blog. And when I put it all together and I was coming up with the title and I was just looking at it and I was like, well, this is me. I went with uh, this is me. However, I pulled my name from that I used from uh, the the blanket site that I made the quilts that I made, and it's called Cats Bibby. And Cats stands for uh, my grandsons um, Kenneth, Anthony, and Tyler. And Bibby means blankets, so this Cats Bibby's blanket. But now it's going to be this is me. At cats, movies basically. So. <laughs> well, we definitely want you to come back and talk about 
your quilts, which are amazing, and maybe have another person talk about crafts because I think that's such a you have to have such a heart to do those kind of things, and it's almost like a lost art that's coming back. People yeah. are getting more into quilting, crocheting, all kinds of hands hand type crafts, and I think that's I would love to talk to you more about that, but. Today we're going to talk about the blog. <laughs> so you know when you when you do a blog, like you say, you're you're expressing things about yourself. So you know that that can be very you're being very open in a way, right? Or how? Because I mean, I guess to make a blog interesting, you have to be willing to be transparent somewhat. Yeah. Well, for me, my blog is personal. Um, mm-hmm. So you may have others who blog about just about everything. I have a hard time, although people I I talk a lot. I have a a hard time expressing myself and I have a lot of internal thoughts. And since I was a child, it always helped when I put it on paper because then I can read it back and kind of internalize it. So when I put it to the paper, you know, it gives me time to really reflect. And then when I, when I do publish the blog, you know, I've had people come back to me and say, Hey, I never thought about it like that. You know, that's interesting. Oh, I had that same issue, same issue also. So it's easier for me to express it in the journal, on paper, or even, you know, in word. (laughs) (laughs) But it it helps me to express myself to at least get some of those things that I've built up over the year kind of out. Mm -hmm, So. mm -hmm. So when you put that, when you have a blog, like what is the process like? I know when I've been there, I've been inspired and it's been insightful. So I usually, you know, click the heart off, you know, to say, hey, I like that comment. But do you, with a blog, do you also get written feedback or that depends how you set up your blog? I can get written feedback, but since most of the people that is currently reading it, they will text me. Okay. And and I don't know if they're ready to comment or anything like that, but they have texted me with responses, but I should probably encourage people to respond Mm. to the blogs if they want to, you know, because someone else may be inspired by their comments. So So mostly your blog is really has been viewed by people who you know. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's been a few people that have looked at it and that has reached out, but for the most part, it's the people that I know. I just need to be a little bit more, um, I guess involved in getting my name out there and I getting mean, my searches up. Do you have a, a newsletter for your quilting website? See, I kind of shut the quilting website or a Facebook page. I've kind of transitioned it over to just the blog. Mm-hmm. So it's a lifestyle blog, basically. Oh, okay. Because, so. I mean, that's, you know, definitely, but you need to have people's emails and stuff. And also, newsletters and emails, it's a kind of a, treacherous water because you don't want to annoy people but you also want them to know what you're doing when so and that's why I don't do them every day and I try to do I am trying to be consistent and when I do send them out they're at 7 30 in the morning Mm -hmm. um and that they're not something that drag you down that it's uplifting and kind of saying like okay this is a good way to start your day think about this all day (laughs) (laughs) no yeah I have to figure that piece out so. so you'll be you think you'll be adding in like 
some of your quilts because I know you have pictures of your babies, Pablo and I forget the other dog. Chico. Chico. <laughs> they seem to get a lot of love for those those dogs. So, <laughs> so yeah. for the dog lovers, tell us about Pablo and Chico. Pablo and Chico, they are they can have their own reality show because they are funny. And Pablo is that more laid back dog. And he's like, yeah, I'm just chill. Just give me some food, rub my belly and I'll be okay. Oh, Chico <laughs> is that one who is, I don't know if anyone has ever had a, a friend that's always the loud one who's always starting trouble. And you know that when you go out, you better have a pair of sneakers and some Vaseline on your face. <laughs> that's Chico. Um, and he, but he's very protective. He doesn't really care for visitors in the house. He doesn't want any other dogs in the house. But it's something that I love about that piece of it because he wants us to be okay. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to bite you, but he's going to let you know you're not welcome. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you might say, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes you get unwanted guests and and I'll just sit there and say, why am I putting them up? So, okay, there um, goes bad clue. No, yeah. if 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 Taisha leaves Chico out, you know you need to leave. <laughs> Chico is just funny. One time, actually, brother Manny came over, mm. and I didn't even know Manny was there. He was dropping off an envelope. That's Larry or Lawrence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said that Pablo just sat there, but he just looked at him, and um, he said he was. And I didn't even realize the door was open. He said he put the money in the door. But Pablo gave him that look like, if you cross one more step, <laughs> you're not going to be too safe. So uh, that's Pablo. He'll, he won't let you know when you're crossing the line. He'll give you enough room to kind of turn around and go back. And that's what I love about him. He's so caring. He's so loving. And he's aware of who is in the house. He's aware of your vulnerabilities, especially with children. And I found that like when my niece came over and she was crying and crying and he went and just go picked up. I think he went and picked up like a doll or something and he gave it to her. And I was just sitting there like, wow, like Pablo's the best. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's my boo. You know, he stinks bad, but I love him. So explain to people what type of dogs they are, because we know I can see this in my head, but they don't, you know, so. Pablo is an English bulldog. He is four years old and he's about 85 pounds and he's pretty stocky. Everybody thinks that um, English bulldogs are lazy. They sleep all day. Pablo is the exact opposite with the exception of sleeping all day. He does sleep all day, but if you take him out, he will run, jump, do everything, flip, roll around and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he gets tired, he'll just lay flat out on the ground. <laughs> that's you just have to wait because nobody's picking up that big of a dog. Chico is about 10 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> and he is a men pen. And they're known to be very protective. But when Pablo leaves the house, he misses him um, intensely. Like it's just their dynamic is just <laughs> it's something that is if you watch it, it will, it's, it's actually, it's, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love to see those two together and don't ask me why I got a men pen and not another English bulldog, mm-hmm. but I think it was a good fit yeah, for, yeah. for Pablo. So, and we got 
Chico for Pablo. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that dynamic where you say you think another pet would be good for a buddy for your original yeah. pet. Because uh-huh. you used to have to take Pablo to like daycare or something, right? And I still do. Uh-huh. It's just that with COVID, we can't take him. But um, as things relax, he's probably going to go back. Uh-huh. He does have a torn ACL. So we kind of have to limit how much or how much activity he has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he still needs to go because he likes to play. He loves to play. And sometimes he can be a little rough with Chico. So he needs to be with those dogs like the German Shepherds and things that will put him in his place. So. <laughs> but when he comes back, he sleeps for a week straight. So. <laughs> So I guess for the audience, they have to go to the blog so they can see p- pictures of Pablo and Chico. I'll link it in the description, of course, because we would do that anyway. All right. Yeah. So do you, I, I know I've read some that, you know, some of your blogs that really make you think, can you, can you share with us like some of the, you know, some of the content that you think really stands out that you wanted to get out to people that to think about? Um, the one blog that I wrote, it was, I called it Biggie Smalls. Mm. And it was really about being in the moment and and how this one song, it's, it's like a guilty pleasure of mine. It's vulgar. It has a bunch of you know, profanity in it. But it's it's to me that that song is more about the story that's being told. Mm. And and every time I listen to it, it does. It, it just stops me in my track. And I have to sit there and see if I'm hearing something else that I didn't hear the last time I heard the song. Okay. <laughs> but it also takes me back to when I was young and in my grandmother's basement. Uh, so my grandmother would have Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas dinners. And honestly, they wouldn't start until 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock at night. And they would go until two, three o'clock in the morning. And sometimes that would get on my nerves because I didn't <laughs> want to go home and go to bed. Right. But being in the basement and hearing like my uncles and my grandfather, and they would tell these outlandish stories and you knew they weren't true. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just being in that moment and having them tell these stories and you would sit there and just try to be like, wow, what if I was there when that happened? And, you know, that the laughter and just... Just something about people being together and you're not concerned about your phone and you're not worried about what's going on outside, just what's going on in that moment. And that's one of the ones that I, I think I cry when I read that one because it meant a lot that sometimes you just have to stop and just be present. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I think about that all the time and, you know, and and some other just other songs that just reminded me of my grandmother and you know her having these barbecues and you know and it's just you know just being in the moment mm-hmm. so i'm i'm grateful that i had those experiences that i can sit back and think about those yeah times i think that and it's always a uh, funny shelby and and we say how you know our different podcasts so far always have this kind of link and I think in the moment is one of those things that is a link. Yeah, we, we spoke about, you know, the importance of being present. And I think in general, but especially on the East Coast, we don't do that. We just go, go, go all the time. And taking that time to just stop and like really be aware of where you are is something that it really it's, it's an act of self-care that we that we neglect. So, 
Yeah, because we're always like, like you said, on the go, doing this, doing that. We're on our phones and we really are missing what's going on around us. I got to kind of talk about my daughter, Tony. She is one of those ones who's always on her phone and I always say that you're going to miss something. You're <laughs> going to miss something. And so, you know, you don't want to miss those special moments. So it's, it's okay to lift your head up and see what's going on around you. So when you, um, we talked a little bit about this, this transparency or this openness that you, you sort of, if you're doing this blog and this is a personal blog for you that, that you feel is important, but how do you balance how much you share in your blog or do you, or do you try to really just say, I don't care, I'm going to share this and not worry about who, who reads it or whatever? No, I've been very cautious with my blog and actually one of someone that I know actually told me that she felt like I was holding back and that I wasn't going deep enough. Mm. And I laughed because I said, how did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> and as much as I would like to go deeper, I think it's just, it's going to take time for me to get there. It's almost like peeling back, mm-hmm. you know, peeling the skin off. Yeah. And uh, once you peel the skin off and cut into it, what happens? You start to cry. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, that's the hardest thing is because there are so many other things that I really do want to tackle. But once I go into that space, you know, then you involve others Mm -hmm. and I don't want to offend anyone or put, I want to tell my story without having to hurt, have hurt feelings or anything like that. So mm. I'm creative in the way that I'm telling my stories, basically. Yeah, I think that's important. I know um, James was, I don't know if his will, his podcast will be full before or after yours, but he was talking about self-publishing and he has a, a book he's writing about himself. Mm. And he, he, he was saying, you know, he wants to be true to that, but he also realizes that he has to check with all the people, whether they want to be, no, you know, you know, their name said or how they want, you know. And I mean, even like, you know, uh, taking a step away from specific people and, and naming specific people, it's just how much do you want other people just in, in your life that like maybe aren't even in your circle? Like I know a lot of people on YouTube, for example, which is basically they call a vlog, video blog, it's blogging. They get into trouble because they they let, you know, the world into their personal life and then they're like you know what i need to step back and i'm not going to be talking about this anymore so i think it is definitely a balance because there there is the the joy of you know writing something and maybe inspiring someone or helping someone or whatever with with your words but but then also being conscious of you know you and and yourself how comfortable your your level of comfort Right. And, you know, and it is another thing is that I'm very creative mm-hmm. in the way that I'm telling these stories. So mm-hmm. I may relate it to the dogs. Like I talked about Pablo and Chico and how Chico is this much smaller dog. And he seems to be this protector over this big dog. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I'm talking about a situation that may have happened. So mm-hmm. I'm very thoughtful. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and how it comes out. But there's some things that 
someone may actually pick up and say, who is she talking about? Is she talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, yeah it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was I was thinking, that balance, even with the podcast of how much you share about yourself and how much, because to me, like it goes out in the airways. And I think you have to be, one thing I've started to reflect on as we've been recording more of these podcasts is once we get these podcasts out there, there are going to be people who don't like them. So there are going to be people who love it. There are people who don't like it, people neutral. And unfortunately, as we are such a, a social world, there's the good with the bad. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and right now your blog is more friendly. <laughs> you know, I am working on this one blog and it's just in my head. I haven't even written, haven't even written it down and it's very emotional and I'm not even going to leave it up. I've already decided that I'm not going to leave it up. Like I leave the other ones up. Uh-huh. I'm actually just going to put it up. And, and take it down maybe after a week or so. It involves loss and, and dealing with loss. Mm-hmm. And just that today was a very emotional day for me. And I said, you know, this would be something really mm-hmm. wonderful to write about. But because it's, it's also a very tragic loss, I'm not even sure how I'm going to tell this story, but I do feel like it's it's going to be helpful. Yeah. You know? And so, because the anniversary is coming up and it's very raw. So I'm curious to see how it comes, how I put it in, in, on the paper. Yeah. So, but yeah. once I get my emotions together, I'll be able to, to kind of write it. So Yeah. Yeah, that would definitely, I, I can appreciate that because there's a podcast that I would want to, I would like to do, but I'm trying to debate because it would be very personal and it's about loss yeah. and how we manage that when it happens to us. Um, but I feel this, I, I feel like it's an important thing. And I, I think I have to grow myself to the point where I'm comfortable with it. Yeah. You know, I, I do share in certain situations where I feel I'm led to, but I, I don't haven't made a really big public discussion about it but I think it is an important topic and and I feel like if I'm going to be true to that topic then I need to be be able to reveal my personal experience so I can definitely appreciate appreciate that because it is hard but on the lighter side your one for today was about skipping tell me tell us about that we should skip what's up with that (laughs) actually makes you feel better what I was doing one day and I was just like oh so someone um, on Facebook and you know who this is uh, Mm. her daughter had a baby okay and one of the things I suggested was skipping because her daughter was overdue and she wanted to find ways to to, to go into labor (laughs) okay so one of the things that I did when I was pregnant with Ashley because Ashley I was in labor for I'm sorry, I was overdue by two and a half weeks. I think it was oh, wow. two and a half weeks, yep. And and I was in labor with her for from Friday until that Sunday. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and it's just Ashley was difficult. She, <laughs> she still is. <laughs> so she she told me in the beginning that she was gonna be a problem. But uh, <laughs> one of the things that I did was skip. And I just skipped up and down the street. And then I went into labor. Actually my water group. And so I actually after I mentioned that to Cindy, it was Cindy. Mm. Um, after I mentioned it to her, 
like her daughter went into labor. I don't know if she skipped, but it actually <laughs> made me want to go skip. Mm-hmm. So, and I was just like, man, it's just, it picks you up. You go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. So mm-hmm. try it. <laughs> and what made you, you laugh? <laughs> it, it, that does, just reading it made me laugh. <laughs> And what was the what was the point of having? I see a, a you know I love Taheed. That's that's my um, cousin. I I call him my nephew because you know he's yeah. he's much younger than me. But I just love him. He's so talented and he's cute. And you put Taheed up there. Ask <laughs> him to do something. Then he's not your friend no more. <laughs> yeah. So just so you know, people who are listening know, Taheed, do you want to talk a little bit about like your family? Oh yeah. So I am. A married mother. I've been married to my husband, Anthony, or Tony, as we call him. And he's, although Charlene's my cousin, he seems to think she's my aunt. <laughs> I call him my nephew. So, <laughs> I love Tony. So he's, he's Charlene's <laughs> nephew, but uh, she's my cousin. <laughs> so Tony and I have been together for 23 years and married for 16 years. And then I have four children. Ashley, Tony, and Aja, and then there's Tahi. He's my only son. And then I have three uh, grandchildren, and that's Kenneth, who we call Chase, Anthony, and Tyler. So, and, and then there's the two dogs, Chico and Pablo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> so the picture that I use for that skipping, and I call it keep it uh, what I keep it short, K I S blogs is simply because when I send these blogs out, it's at 7.30 in the morning and most people don't have time to sit and read a long blog. And then I've also learned over the years that people don't read past, maybe I shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) People don't, you have to capture their attention. If it's not, if you don't capture their attention within like the first sentence, you lose Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, as a writer, and again, mom, I'm just going to edit these in the order we recorded them. Keep it simple. <laughs> so uh, everyone will have heard uh, the episode that we had with, with James. Um, and we talked about writing. And as a writer, like, you want you want people to, to keep reading your, your book. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, if you don't hook them from the first page, they're going to sit it down and might not come back. So, right. okay, so we can get started again anyway. Yeah, it you you have to you have to hook people to at least you know get them to come come back yeah. you know keep coming back. That's why I always try to have a catchy title. There was one I wrote that's called "Where's the Bar." <laughs> Everyone thought I was talking about an actual place that served alcohol or whatever, but it had nothing to do with and uh, the bar. It actually talked about the bar that we kind of used to measure accomplishments and Mm -hmm. you know and removing that bar completely but the reason why i use the picture that tahi of him with the microphone is because he doesn't sing (laughs) (laughs) but he did something that was not normal Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and at the end of that blog um that i wrote for today was uh, keep it simple yeah was to go do something out of the normal because Mm -hmm. nothing is normal Right. And that's why I used that photo. Mm-hmm. So I thought it kind of tied in. But you have to sit and think about it. Uh, yeah. Like, oh, it makes sense now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. It does. Because that's really like, I was like, oh, that's such a cool picture of Tahi. And 
Like, I've never seen him sing before. <laughs> I mean, we, it would have been more normal to see Ashley in that picture. Right. <laughs> Which, you know, it's 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 amazing. I, I, I am going to brag a little bit about my family. We, we do tend to do typical jobs, but we're so talented artistically. You know, my, my niece cousin, Ashley, is a wonderful singer. Yes, she's going to school to be an accountant. <laughs> and my... And then Tahiti, he's a, a wonderful photographer, but he's um, in architecture and 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 uh, sales and things like that. So, so we do tend to express ourselves in in very artistic ways. And I'll go back to James, who's an author, but he's in a, in a more technical, you know, engineering kind of field. So, so we all have these side things that we do, and even this this blog is a way of. I mean, this podcast is a way of us doing, being some creative, having some creative time with, with my daughter, who is like, she's probably the one person in the family who is truly following her creative passions. I, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying <laughs> to. The episode we had with Christian, my, my, my boyfriend, we talked about, it's, it's hard to, to make like your creativity and your artwork, your job. And I know Christian says all the time like i i don't get to draw for me because uh, being a, a tattoo artist is basically you're a freelance artist so mm-hmm. you're just you're drawing what other people like commission you to draw um and he's like i, I want to paint i want to get back into painting and he hasn't had the time to get back into painting so there's you know i, I it's not as romantic i think as as we're, we're prone to think you know being an artist is but i keep coming back to it so I, I, I figure it's something that I should be doing, figure out how, how to make it happen. Well, it's not a job if you love it, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that is true. So what do you find? We, we, I think we touched on it a little bit, but if you would break down what are the challenges and benefits of, of blogging? One of my biggest challenges is actually energy. I don't have the energy all the time to do them. I kind of, I was first posting them every day, but then I realized that's just not realistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do them every other day and that too wasn't realistic. Mm-hmm. And so now I just do them whenever I want. It's my block. <laughs> right. But it is, that is my biggest challenge is, is really finding the energy to do them. Um and it's not just a mental energy, it's more physical for mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. because um, because of my medical condition. And, you know, and I don't think that it takes me more time now to think about what I'm going to write um, before. Uh, so I guess I should just say that, yes, I do have a stage four appendicillin cancer and um, I've had chemo on and off for now eight years. And there's the thing called chemo brain and it's real. So it takes me longer to think about things, to get a thought together, to even have conversations. So so it does take me longer to come up with something. And then the lack of energy that I have does interfere with getting things together. But once I do start writing, then it flows. Mm-hmm. So um, it Having cancer kind of put me in a box and it put me in a box where it's hard for me to tell other people how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. People often see me as being this strong person 
Mm-hmm. He's full of energy. When you see me, you know, I don't look like what they say on paper. Right. Um, so it's, it's business as usual. And it's even down to my children and my husband. They see, oh, she's fine. She looks good. You know, she's gained weight, which is not a good thing. But <laughs> <laughs> she's fine, you know. But um, physically and emotionally, I, I, well, I do a good job at hiding mm-hmm. that a lot. So, um that's the biggest challenges that I do have mm-hmm. with writing the blog. The benefits that I have is all those things that I want to get out, mm-hmm. I can now get out. <laughs> yeah. Right now without anyone telling me, oh, it's going to be okay. And, yeah. You know, let's just do this and it's fine. And, mm-hmm. you know. So now I can just get it out, release it and let it go. Yeah. And, and I wonder, do you feel comfortable sharing? Because we talked a little bit about your blog and, you got to the point where you said, I got to get some help for this. I have to get some creative with the website and things like that. And, you know. Yeah. Initially, I was having a problem getting the recipes up. And when when people would click on them, it would just go to a unavailable page or this page is not available. I forgot what it said, but I was having problems with that. And, and it's just like in my whole cancer thing I didn't want a lot of help because I felt like it was taking something away from what I, from what I was doing like people were offering to cook clean and I was like no this is my family I'm going to cook and clean my own family I don't need your help I'm, you know I'm a superwoman so the same thing happened with the blog mm. I'm going to do it myself I know how to do this I know everything I'm superwoman so I, I tend to, we all, I guess we all have that belief that we're a superwoman. I think, at least I think I am superwoman, that I don't need help. But the, the reality is that I do need help. <laughs> I'm not a superwoman. I can't do it all. And I'm not living up to that persona anymore. So went out to the Wix. That's who actually is, that did my website. That's who their the website's through is through Wix.com. I believe mine is through Wix as well. Yeah, yeah. it's actually really It's cool. really, it's yeah. really cool. They um have beautiful sites and they make everything so user friendly. But I also think they make it difficult so that you can hire some of their partners. <laughs> and that's what I ended up doing. I ended up hiring uh one woman. Oh yeah. So I got ripped off oh. <laughs> by the first person. And I actually was trying to support a um African American business and I was deliberate in doing that. So mm-hmm. I went out and I found this girl. She had everything that was good to say. She, you know, she did everything that I was interested in. And I hired her and she told me that I needed to pay up front. And I was like, okay, I get it. It's business or whatever. But then she told me she was going to send me an email. She was going to do this. She was going to do that. Two days went by and I didn't hear anything wrong. And mm-hmm. so I texted her and was like, hey, are you going to send me the email and the link of what you're going to do? So we can finalize things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to send it to you. So she sent it to me the day after that. And she promised me that the website would be up by Wednesday. Um, And we kind of went over a few things. I didn't want a whole dramatic change. I just wanted to make it user friendly. I wanted to do some other things. And and, and, and this, the amount that I paid her was covered and everything. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't heard anything from her. And I was on vacation at the time. So I was just like, something's weird about this. Mm. And so I texted her 
the day before. So it was Tuesday. I texted her and said, hey, are we still on to talk on Wednesday to get things going? To So I know where we are, you know. Oh, she texted me back about an hour later. Oh, I'm so sorry. I fell behind. It's not going to be ready, you know, and all this other stuff. And she asked if we could uh, talk on Thursday. And I told her I was not available and I mm-hmm. would not be available on Friday. But at those times, because I was on vacation, the only time I would be available was after nine o'clock or whatever. And so she finished it up. But then it just looked like she just made some minor changes. Mm. And I was just like devastated. And I wasn't even devastated that I lost the money. Is that what devastated me was basically is that I was deliberate in trying to hire this woman and she failed me. And I was like, wow, you're just giving African-Americans a bad rap. Mm. You know, I'm not sure if it's because my project was just so little, but it may have been little to you, but it was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was just so devastated and I was just like, oh, but I wasn't so upset that I wouldn't hire someone else. Right. So the first person that I actually chose was a young woman and um, she was African-American and I should have gone with her in the first place, but I was being a little cheap and I said, I can get more out of this other woman (laughs) than this person because she's a little bit higher, but I learned a valuable lesson is go with your gut feeling because I knew I had a gut feeling about this woman in the first place. Right. You get what you pay for and also trust your instincts. And when the woman and I talked, the one who was in Florida, she was just on it. Mm -hmm. She gave me updates. She gave me suggestions. She did so much for me that I ended up hiring her to redesign the whole website. Nice. (laughs) So, um, and and also a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, um, And she's in, when she went in, I had actually, after I called her I um, had someone else look at it also to see if the woman did something the, the first person or the second woman who I actually hired and they said nothing was done mm. and I knew that and I, and I told her that in the email I said I'm confused as to what you did I don't see anything you did right 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 right, right. so um and I, I'm over it now right but you know this person that who redesigned the website now has me as a customer for life and I also will um recommend her to others and want to do like a monthly maintenance so yeah. she can go in and you know do the reconfigurations or if it's something I can't do she'll do it for me mm-hmm. so um so that's how I came to choosing the person that I did for for the redesign of the website and she gave me lots of helpful insights like she even did the logo which I love yeah I like so, that too yeah it's very pretty so, yeah yeah so I think that's something too. I really appreciate you stay stay true to your conviction. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think we also talked about this in the art artful about getting, you know, these freelancers. You know, you you know that's their livelihood. That's what they do, and you know they should you know of course be paid what they're worth. And even though it may be seem like a little bit high, you def she definitely treated you in a, a, a way that you deserved being exactly. a, her customer, whether you're a big one or a small one. And, and she was really good because she told me that it would be done by the 19th. She said, I need two weeks. And I thought, oh, two weeks is a long time. 
but she did it like within three days. Okay. And she stayed in contact. So I really did appreciate that about her. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm actually going to write a, um, a review for her mm-hmm. uh, just so that, you know, I can hopefully direct more business to her. But yeah. just very personable, just just a lovely woman, just a lovely woman. Yeah. And we can definitely add her to the notes for this podcast. Yeah, we'll, we'll put her, um, her socials in uh, the descriptions. Okay. I have to email it to you because I don't know about that. <laughs> The other thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if you'll be talking, putting this on your blog, but okay, I mentioned we're in the Philadelphia suburbs. We are big Eagles fans. And despite the COVID, it looks like they're going to try to pay football, which I'm not sure how this is going to work out. I think basketball, they did a great job because they were in that bubble. But it's hard to me to see if they're going to make it through the whole football season. But um, what do you think? And are you going to put something about the Eagles on your blog? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a love-hate relationship with the Eagles. Let's just say that. <laughs> we'll miss us going to her game. Her lovely husband, my nephew, tends to get her tickets around her birthday, and I tend to be her date. So I guess that won't be happening this year. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. You know, this is a disclaimer. After the Eagles won the Super Bowl, the light kind of flickered out. Oh, yeah! Don't tell your dad. <laughs> and it's it's weird because it's like the the chase was always good, mm-hmm. and once you conquered it, it's like, oh, what am I rooting for now? <laughs> <laughs> so I have not really been into football as much as I was prior to the uh, this the, the us winning the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But on Instagram yesterday, they sent out this. Um, I guess video and they had all the players mm-hmm. and it had the music and you know they were getting ready and I ended up texting my girlfriend and said all right I'm ready for some football <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I'm, I don't know who's on the team <laughs> I, I do know that Alshon Jeffrey is still there and I can't understand why he's <laughs> got rid of him a long time ago I know Carson Wentz got hurt, but it's not supposed to be that big. Are you surprised? I know. He gets hurt every year. It's just, honestly, they should have gotten a, uh, did they get a backup quarterback? Yes, we do have one. I think, didn't they pick a quarterback in the draft? I forget the name. I, they need to do something because I call him Harry. And the reason why I call him Harry is because he looks just like the prince over, was it Harry? <laughs> Harry? Hey, in the UK? <laughs> Brothers. <laughs> I think Harry, the Prince Harry, could probably pay better. <laughs> you wrong. You wrong. You wrong. Okay, I'm yeah. so over Carson. It's it's ridiculous. He needed more time mm-hmm. to develop, mm-hmm. and they put him out too soon. You think that was it? Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, we'll see how it works. I feel like football is a lot of contact, and if they're not making. If they're not, I don't know how they're going to do the season. Like they're going to, if they're still going to travel to different places. And- they may do it like the NBA is doing it in one particular area, or they may have two different fields where yeah. the NFC is playing mm-hmm. and the NFC is playing. I don't know. And maybe if they do something like that, I could see that working. Because like baseball, it didn't work. I don't think. It's not working. <laughs> <laughs> but do I plan to put it on my blog? I probably will. It probably will be more about leadership. The one thing where I think the Eagles get it wrong is that when they trade their players, they don't think about the leadership. Mm-hmm. Factor. We're going to need the transcript. 
But yeah, so you're talking about leadership. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the um, I believe the Eagles get it wrong when they don't um, consider or. I don't know if they do, but I assume that they're not looking at the leadership factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pissed off when they got rid of, when they traded Brian Dawkins. But I think what really kind of threw me over is when they got rid of, then it was, uh, what's his name? Selleck. Mm. And then now Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, wow. They're getting, I didn't realize they got rid of Malcolm yeah. Jenkins. Oh, I went back to the Saints. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. And, and for me, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like, mm. You know, I. I kind of now have that same feeling that I had with the Sixers. Like, I'm not a fan of the Sixers because I think the way they handled Allen Iverson was just... Well, uh, can, can you, for the people, like, I'm not in the sports at all. I, I don't know any, like, well, I know some of these names, of mm-hmm. course, but I, I don't bother with sports. For the people who might be listening who don't know some of these names or, like, what happened, do you think you could explain a little bit more about how that relates with the leadership aspect? Yeah, um, so both, well, all three of them, Dawkins, Brian Dawkins, uh, Brent, Brent Selleck, and then Malcolm Jenkins, they were all like the older guys mm-hmm. in the room. And, and then we get it. It's about bringing, sitting people in the seats and it's about dynamics and everything like that. But all three of these men were true and clear leaders. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who kind of held those locker rooms together. They were the mentors. You know, and I just think that instead of them trading them, maybe put them in more of a senior role. So for me, when they did that, when they got rid of those three guys, they and they just traded them. Actually, they gave Brent Selleck the option to retire or to be traded. And Brent Selleck actually retired. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dawkins was traded. And I think he was traded to, uh, I forgot the team. It was, I can't remember what team it was. And then Michael, Malcolm Jenkins was just traded to New Orleans. They were the, the glue that kept the locker room. They were the ones who kind of helped with those players gelling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so when when they traded them, and even Allen Iverson, even with all his stuff, I felt like he's the one that kind of kept that team going, mm-hmm. you know? And, and they don't take that into the into fact into the into consideration when you're trading them and what it really does to your fan base Mm. so you know and that's why I kind of I have love for them and I was in love with them but it's 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 a like a a bad relationship (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying it's over but I'm like at the door yeah so uh, because it's it's more about just playing the game of football it's Mm. more about team yeah no, I think that's a that's a really good point. And I was thinking if I can think about, you know, way back, you think about Deuce Staley and he was able to find his way to be part of the coaching staff of the Eagles. And I, I'm not sure I would have to follow up because even though I follow football, I must say I'm not one of those diehards. Right, right. But I, I thought Deuce was up for being maybe even a, uh, a offensive coordinator moving up the ladder. And I don't know where that winded up. Um, issue with it. And I could be wrong. Um, I think this all happened around right after. Uh, the draft? The or, draft, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he got that job. And and that's actually unfortunate because it actually peels back that, that onion. Right. Um, it's <laughs> like, there to me, why didn't he get that job? He's been that, with that team for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, he has two Super Bowl rings, you know. And 
he's respected. Yeah. You know, and um, to bring someone else in is, is it makes you, it, it, that's another strike against them now that you yeah. bring that up. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. So I, but I look forward to what you, what you come up with in your blog around that, because if there's a way to pull in some of the leadership and things like that, that would be interesting. Well, this has been a very enlightening conversation, I think, about, you know, this whole blogging and, and, and being <laughs> sharing about yourself. I appreciate you being open and transparent because, you know, this is a podcast. So, you know, but I, and I hope it also will maybe make others take a, check out your blog because I, I, I think it inspires me and always find something that's interesting or makes me laugh or smile, like the picture of Tahi today. But I was just wondering, you know, what are some final points you might like to share about your blog and um, how they can find you? So, yeah, we're wrapping up with the final question, like what are some points you want to share about blogging or what anything else you want to share with us? Basically, my blog is just about me. Well, I shouldn't say about me. It's just about life in general. So it's just about lifestyle. I'll have different things on there about, you know, the things that I experience or going through and just want to kind of express myself. I also have a recipes page on there where I where I'm going to be posting recipes about well doing different things. So if someone suggested or um, something that I'm trying out, then I'll post it up there. You need to put your wing recipe on there, by I the am. way. Okay, I good. Am. I just have to figure out when, how I'm going to do it. I did this strawberry and cucumber salad, which was, which is actually pretty good. Really? So I, yeah, it, it's it's a weird combination, but it's about the dressing. And I use the balsamic vinegar dressing. So that's going to go up tonight. And then I'm also going to be adding a reviews page. So that's going to come later down the line. I'm just going to take it step by step. But can um, we put a review page? Okay, so I'm going to put up a review page, but that's going to come later on down the line. Um, I'm still trying to decide whether it's just going to be restaurant reviews because I really don't like to eat out as as often as I did in the past, or if I'm just going to be re- reviewing everything like the Pottery Barn outlet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that'll come down the line though. Mm-hmm. So. So you're not going to put your quilting on there or quilts? So I'll just put them up just for people to look at and kind of appreciate. And um, usually now what I've resorted to doing is just giving the quilts away because they mean so much to me. And I think when I give them away, it means something to that person. And I don't think you can sell that. Yeah, Yeah. I have one that I love and it's in my favorite (laughs) colors, purple. With, with scripture that I like on it. You said something, we, we got kind of had a little break and you said that people, it, quilting is an art form, which yes. it, it absolutely is. And it takes time mm-hmm. that you may not have right now <laughs> <laughs> or not want to dedicate to that. Yeah. So it is definitely an art form and it does. It takes an immense amount of time and that is very intricate. Every stitch, every uh, pattern or piece of fabric that you use is deliberate and those things are priceless and I feel like I don't think that you can get what it's really worth if you sell it so that's why I I love giving them away because a the person cannot complain because it's a gift (laughs) (laughs) and b it's very personable and it's thoughtful you know, when I made your quilt, y'all, yeah. it was very thoughtful. I yeah. thought about the colors that you like. I thought about the things that that were that made me think of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so 
I just don't know if I could ever sell them. Mm-hmm. So, and because they're priceless. So we're, we're wrapping up here, but uh, this conversation really made me think about, and I was, I was telling um, about this whole podcast thing that it's, it's really documenting. It's like an archive of oral history, which is not as valued. And I think family history, like what you're putting onto your blog and like these recipes and your experiences. Also, I don't think we, I mean, word of mouth is a big thing, especially in the black community and in a lot of communities of color, passage of stories, but to have it that down and documented, that's something that like, I know it's, it's funny to think of like, because it's a blog and it's online, it's digital, but like, that's something that, you know, your kids can go back and, and look at. Right. I, I told I think I've told you this, mom, like I, my, my grandfather on my father's side, he used to call me every, every year on my birthday and he would leave me a voice message. And I was thinking about them, him. Oh, this was maybe a couple of years ago. And I was like, man, do did, cause I never delete anything off my phone. I was like, I really hope I have a recording of him. And I did. And so I saved it to my computer. And now that's something that I have forever. And so I think these these things, as like small as they seem, are so important and mean and, and do mean like a, a lot as far as, you know, recording our family history goes. And that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting, too. You bring out a very good point, Shelby, because when I was in college, I took a women's history course for a year, which was very enlightening because in history, Women aren't really recorded in a way. And the way we would learn about women was looking at things like the Sears catalog and newspapers and things like that to get a sense of history. So I often wonder, you know, a hundred years from now, will people be looking at your blog and this podcast to get a more understanding of what the history of people were like at the time? So it's sort of a digital footprint in a way. Okay, just to wrap it up, Taisha, you just want to tell us, the audience, how they can find your blog, This Is Me. Well, you can find This Is Me at catsbibbies.com, and that's K-A-T-S-B-I-B-I-S.com. And all the other links to Instagram and Facebook is linked on the website. And we'll also put put that up so you can go directly to it and uh, find Taisha and look at her beautiful work and words and family and recipes and all of that good stuff. So. Yes. And as, as usual, we'll, as I've been saying that to all our guests thus far, we'll have Taisha back again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It was nice being here. Well, it was wonderful having you.